Let's talk about your experience with becoming a mother at age 46. My mom, her mother was 43 when she had her. Wow. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. amazing. It's just so cool to see people having everything. I'm assuming you had some struggle with fertility. Probably that was a little bit of darkness that you had to go through. Absolutely. And I, you know, again, I was not a woman who, you know, from the time I was born said, you know, I want to have kids. I want to have kids. I was always like, yeah, you know, if if it happens, that's fine. But I never was, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I I didn't have that timeline set out. And I was definitely more uh, career driven. I, I just remember there was a time when I was like, Hmm. Is there something? There's something I forgot to do, <laughs> and and it's funny because I haven't really talked about this a lot. But as you can understand, I was in a in a male dominated environment, so I was already trying not to stand out as far as you know among my coworkers as being different. So I certainly didn't talk about any of this at work. We got pregnant, believe it or not, and I was almost 41. The very very first time we tried, and we just thought, oh my gosh is this going to happen? You know, and, and we were very hush hush about it because I knew that obviously you've got to get past the the first trimester. When you start then at that point, or I should say when I started to think about, you know, wow, we're going to, I'm going to have a kid. This is amazing. And you start to think about all the possibilities and you start to think about that little person in your life. And then when you realize a few weeks later, that it's not to come, going to come to fruition. I tend to have a determination innate within me <laughs> that it's like, okay, kind of like that, you know, tell me no, and I'm going to show you how I'm going to make it happen kind of thing. Obviously, I know that there's, you know, God is involved, miracles are involved, science is involved too. At that point, once we had that loss and kind of got over, I don't, I don't know that I got over it, got over the initial shock, then it was like, okay, I don't want to go through that feeling again. Let's find out what the reality is of the situation. So we had, you know, the testing done and FSH levels and Chris tested. We did everything. The doctors all came back and said, wow, you have like a remarkable, not not to get too scientific with everybody and, and TMI out there, but you have a, a great egg reserve. You know, everything's great, you know, for your age, especially. But if you're going to do this, you need to do it now. Um, and just because eggs are there doesn't mean that there there's anything that's chromosomally viable. We decided to go through IVF. And again, Don, every time, I would say the first four times we went through it without any testing of the embryos because we had multiple and they, you know, implanted multiple. And every time I got pregnant, and this was the most devastating part to me is you see a heartbeat at, you know, six weeks. And then you see a heartbeat at seven weeks. And then all of a sudden at eight weeks, you know, you go back in and it's like, oh, the heartbeat's gone. And to go through that multiple times was, uh, that was devastating. But same thing. I didn't, we didn't talk to anybody about it. We kind of kept it to ourselves. My parents knew, you know, we didn't talk to it with friends or anything like that because we didn't want the, you know, sympathy and the, oh, you know, don't worry about it. You know, we, we didn't want any of that. We went through it a few more times, had the embryos tested and found out, you know, each time, well, there's nothing that's, you know, nobody's chromosomally viable, basically. And then there was this one, we said, okay, this is this is the last time, basically. And we were totally, and, and full disclosure, we would have been fine with 
adopting or fostering. But I think because the doctors had given us this little like glimmer of hope, Mm -hmm. we were like, you know what? We want to exhaust that first. And so this truly was our very last time. There were, I think, three that made it past day, day five, I think. All were implanted. And the doctor every time said, you know what? Just keep your feet up. Take care of yourself. Relax. They didn't say, you know what the likely outcome is, but, you know, they very gently reminded me that it'll be a miracle if this happens, basically. Got a pregnancy that was positive. Ultimately, there was one that made it nine, almost 10 months, and uh, she turned out to be the biggest blessing of my life. It was uh, quite a long journey to get there. So I found out I was pregnant with her in April of uh, 2012. And she was born in December. And and obviously, we were still very hush-hush because of what we'd been through. Didn't tell anybody. I gave my immediate supervisor a courtesy heads up. Once I had had my my uh, the, the midterm ultrasound just to make sure everything still looked good. Um, and fortunately, it was, you know, summertime at that point. So I was able to, to hide it with the A-line uh, dresses and the sundresses and things like that. Once football season came and I put my Jason Witten jersey on, I was like, all right, this is not a secret anymore. So, <laughs> nice. so that's kind of the long, crazy journey and the the miracle that became my uh, my daughter. It was long and it was, you know, and, and honestly, it was it was devastating along the way, but we didn't share it with anybody. We kind of dealt with it on our own. And, um, and fortunately, we had an amazingly blessed outcome. It really kind of coincides with what I promote out there, we have to go through the darkness to get to the other side. If you just keep pushing through, keep pushing through, that light is just so much brighter and beautiful than you could have ever imagined. Totally. And and I'm such a better mom now, Dawn, than I ever would have been in my 20s or even in my 30s, because mm-hmm. I still would have been probably if I'd had a child then, I probably would have been, you know, what if about my career. And again, it was a long and, and expensive journey to get to to where we were. But at the same time, I don't have any what ifs about that. The only thing I regret now, of course, that, that as amazing as she is, I'm like, gee, I wish I'd started earlier because, you know, it would have been great for her to have a sibling. That's being greedy to me. That just feels greedy. I feel like, you know what? I'm blessed. And you know, yeah. she may have a sibling down the line, not biological <laughs> by me anyway, or by Chris that I know of, but I still would be open. I've got, got a lot of friends now who have fostered to adopt children or just fostered children and, mm-hmm. and, and they like would never change a thing about that situation. But, but right. yeah, right now I'm just, I'm just counting my blessings and, and enjoying my time with her fully immersed about two years ago. I, kind of press pause on a career that everybody told me I was crazy to press pause on having missed a lot of mornings with her because I was on the air with her uh, on the air when she was getting ready you know, for preschool. I didn't want to miss that anymore. And I just know how brief a period of time that is. Uh, and everybody has also warned me that you've probably got another couple of years that she's even going to want to be around you. And then once she hits her teens, it's going to be like, all right, mom, thanks. Drop me off. Bye. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I figure I'm, I'm trying to enjoy her and and still, you know, with the podcast and with the uh, the coaching, volunteering crazy numbers of hours too. I'm still getting my own, you know, fulfillment out of that stuff too. But right now I, I feel like it's about her for me. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's, that's your purpose right now. And 
Our soul purpose, I think, evolves and changes as we do. What a beautiful thing to bring this beautiful little girl up into the world and nurture her and watch her bloom. It's I, I like watching you share her on uh, your social media. So it's really oh, a beautiful thank thing. You. We're both oh, madly in love with your granddaughter. We adore oh, your I, granddaughter. She's I love so her. So, yeah. And she's such a great artist. And I feel like she's a chip off of your block, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, uh, I, I, she's just amazing. So. Yeah, she brings me so much joy. People say, oh, you do so much with her and, and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, she gives me far more than I could ever give her. Far more. Just watching her do creations and listening to her talk. It's like, she's just something else. I love uh. that little girl. I want to get back to your podcast, what you're going to be promoting or putting out into the world. And how important it is. I assume you're going to possibly have some sports people on there, people that you've known in the network. So what does that look like for you? I will. I'll be having, I will be having some sports figures and some entertainment figures. I'll have uh, folks that have worked behind the scenes in both of those areas. I'll also have friends like you. We, we can say that I, I interviewed you. So you will definitely be on an upcoming episode because I, again, my whole point is that everybody has gifts to share and everybody is sharing and showing their purpose in a different way. And I, you know, again, I've, I've got a, a lot of, I won't reveal any anything a, at all, but there are going to be people from different points in my own life who I've just kind of seen on Facebook. Oh my gosh, it's amazing that they're doing that, you know, those sorts of things. So, and I've had people reach out and say, um, I have an idea, but does this person have to be famous to be on your podcast? It's like, no, they just have to be doing something positive. And I just, I love to highlight the positive stories because Don, you and I both see, I don't even watch, I, I watch news obviously to stay educated because I, I think that's a responsibility that we have. But because I have a, a little impressionable mind walking through the house all the time, I want to be able to control how much she's exposed to. I want her to know the main facts and storylines of things that mm -hmm. are going on. But I feel like the news in a lot of essences has become so negative and we are going, we want to terrify you into doing something. We want to make you so scared that you vote for this person. We want to, you know, it's all about, um, and this has been forever. If it bleeds, it leads. That's just a saying yeah. in news. Um, yeah. But I feel like it's so important. We're already getting enough of the negative headlines. And by the way, there are plenty of authentic negative headlines that we all need to know about. We need to be aware of the wars that are going on, of oppression that's happening, of sexism and racism and those sorts of things. We need to know about those things and do something if we can. But I also want to highlight that it's not all bad news in the world. There are good things going on. There are good people doing things in every little corner of the world, even if it only seemingly affects you know, one or two people, or it might affect thousands or millions of people. We, we Who knows? But I, I want us to be reminded to look for the positive things. And, and when I say positive, I don't mean like the, the Pollyanna, you know, oh, everything's happy and sunshiny, but positive in that, yes, there is good in the world because there really is. We sometimes yes. just... <laughs> We sometimes just have to dig for it. And those, those are the kinds of things that I'm going to be doing. There might yeah. be people on the, that, that folks are like, 
oh, that's obscure. Why did she have that person on? But it's like, you know what? It's my podcast. So it felt important to me at the time. And I just wanted to show you that, you know, yes, even you can go next door. And, you know, if you don't think you can do anything positive in the world, I guarantee you there's some elderly person on your block that would love it if when you went to the store, you picked up a gallon of milk for them or helped them clear out their gutters or gave them a ride to, you know, church or temple or, or wherever. There are, are things that you can do without even thinking about the being quote unquote good deeds. When Bradley passed away, he was in Florida. I received the most remarkable gift from the kids that he was around. One of the kids collected notes from all of his friends and put it in a book about all the little positive things that he did. They all wrote me a note about him, you know, walking the dogs, helping this woman across the street. Uh, He wrote a note to this one girl about, you can do it, you can make it. And I mean, what a treasure, what a gift. I firmly believe that what we focus on is magnified. If we choose to focus on the doom and the gloom of the world, that's what's going to be magnified in our world. But if we choose to focus on the positive and the beauty, that's what we're going to experience. You're exactly right. And what an amazing gift. I had never, ever thought of doing that for somebody, but what a gift for a a parent or or a child, you know, anybody who's lost somebody just to be reminded of, wow, this person had this impact on all of these people. And Don, I know that had to have meant so much to you. That's amazing. Still does. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Deb, for joining me today. I look forward to your podcast. We're going to link it up in the comments. And is there anything else you want to share? No, I I thank you for your time. I thank you for having me. And I have so enjoyed listening to your podcast too. And it's been a pleasure getting to know you and watch all the good things that you're putting out in the world. But yeah, if uh, if you would just check out Powered by Purpose with Deb Carson. You can always reach out to me at info at debcarson.com, whether it's about, you know, something sports related, an idea for a guest, or if you're interested in uh, coaching as well. I don't have anything on my my website about that, but uh, on debcarson.com, but because most of the, the stuff I've done has been just word of mouth uh, referrals. I'm happy to help however I can. Thank you so much. All right, Deb. Thank you. Thank you, Don.